Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with uh, Alex Bashera and Eric Bronstein. What up, what up? How you guys doing? Good. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, my uh, my album just came out. By my album. Beep, just beep, came beep, out beep, this beep, week. Beep, beep. Yeah, number one you. on iTunes. Number New York one on funny. iTunes. Yeah. yeah. New York funny. Tom McCaffrey took down. Uh, is it still number one? It's number two now. No. And now it just went down. It about, was so brief. <laughs> What was it? it was, like, it uh, was earlier for, today? Uh, no, yeah, well, two days yesterday. Oh, today. okay, okay. Yeah. I woke up this morning. It was still number one. Hell yeah, nice. that's pretty sweet. And it's just number two now. I mean, I think that unless you're like John Mulaney or Jim Gaffigan, it, it Gaffigan goes, goes is back. number. He's one. always He's like just a, always up there. It's crazy. he has like three albums in the top ten. If people fucking love Gaffigan. I, how do you think it works? Are people just every day buying his album? I think that's what. Well, basically, not every day, but I mean, like first the the, the it's probably an algorithm that takes in first uh, release sales, right? Yeah. So that's a big chunk of it, and then you you factor in okay sales post you know six months sales one year and then they wait they assign different weights based on like when yeah. the volume of purchases so i bet for most comedy albums zero purchases after like six months right or like a year yeah. or like very few but for yeah. gaffigan mulaney they probably still have like a thousand you know what i mean be amazing. very low volume but like well because people really aren't buying albums anymore right, right exactly yeah. even for those guys yeah. right they're not moving millions of units no, no what no, no fucking way. way no no is it gonna get on spotify because that's really where that streams it's gonna yeah. be on all that that's where the ever everyone listens now pandora spotify it's on everything it's on but they said they were telling me that pandora was the big one like on, well because they just not inked a deal with series yeah yeah is it is on myspace um, I, I had to pick between that and uh, Friendster. So. <laughs> I'm Pandora. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know it was on the things yet. I'll buy it. You didn't? I I saw it on the. Th- I've, yeah, I, I no, I wasn't paying attention. Um, um, that's good. How much is it? I don't. You know, probably like nine ninety nine. Yep, or right. something. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just get a couple of tracks. Some of them are pretty long. So, um. All right, so I want to get Why this album his friend won't even do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, Some I people it was, bought it. Though. It went to number one. Hey, yeah, I did. I, it's did. A pre- I thought it was like the pre-sale. And all no, that. it actually officially came <clears throat> out on all Tuesday. Right. So it was uh, number one if you didn't, if you didn't hear about that, um, which is cool, right? That's kind of cool. That's huge. I think that's really cool, You're, man. You were ahead of uh, Gaffigan. <clears throat> I know, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, just normal people you know in your life, if they see that, they, they think that's really huge. You know, like, to them, you're kind of famous. Yeah, it's definitely huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I saw a couple movies this week, uh, and I want to talk about one thing. Uh, th- there's a documentary series that's starting tonight based, uh, based on, it's called The Preppy Killer, and are you aware of this story? You're not aware of it, right? I, I, only the little bit that you just told me. Um, yeah, I never heard of it. 
And then, uh, we, are you you're familiar with it though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you? So what? When did that happen? Like eighty seven? I think like eighty seven or eighty nine or something like that. This is supposed to be like a really big docu docu series on like uh, IFC. Oh, okay. it's a really interesting story because it, it happened kind of around where we are right now, yeah. and uh, it was kind of like this like good looking like prep school kid. Um. He was like kind of dating this girl. He's kind of banging her, and he like took her to Central Park, and they had sex, and she died. He mm-hmm. killed her. Yeah, but he kind of like first of all, this guy's like six five, and she was like five feet tall, and he his um, claim was that they had rough sex, that she was kind of like raping. He kind of said this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, she was taking advantage of me, and like tying and like tied his hands behind his back, and. She just fell on her her head or something and died, mm-hmm. and he had all these like scratches on her on his face, and it became this like huge New York story because he was very douchey and privileged and everything like that, you know. Mm. But the thing is, he looked like that, but then it came out he wasn't. He actually was his family was poor. His mom oh. was like a janitor or something, and was like working <laughs> really hard to pay for him to go to these prep schools. Oh, no. um. Well, then he. Yeah. Jesus Whoa. fucking Christ! Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> this is the podcast from Hell. Sorry. Um. So, uh, so yeah, he went to jail out. though, right? He got sentenced, but it was like eight years or something. I think he went to jail. He he <clears throat> he copped a a, a plea right. deal, I think, for like manslaughter. But he got out. I mean, he murdered her, and yeah. uh, he. Uh, I just think it's interesting that it's like coming back now. Do you think it's just because these true crime yeah, things people are like, yeah. for sure? And for some reason, it really lasted. So then, what happened? He he got out of jail, like pretty early. I mean, he I think he was in jail for fifteen years. That, right. That's a long time. And then um, he he, ra- he raped and murdered someone else when he got out. No, he um, he got caught like selling crack or something. Uh-huh. So he went to jail again, but for way longer because he had already like mm-hmm. been convicted. So he's like, st- I think he's in jail like th- for the rest of his life. I think so that because of crack. Well, that's a lesson to the listeners that if you murder someone yeah. and rape them, if you go out of jail, don't sell crack. Yeah, it or seems in- like a backwards man. Like, why but- do you go to jail for longer for crack? Because of the first offense, yeah. I think it was partly also like a parole violation. Um, yeah, you're fucked if you do stuff like that. Seems pretty minor. No, 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 he was like, I think he was like, he. It wasn't just like he had some crack. It was like he he had an operation like out of his apartment. He was like, um, hmm. he he I don't was. Think there's that many crack uh, operations. It might not have been crack. It was something <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah, because this is like you said, 15 years later, right? So well, the, he was out of jail. Yes, yeah, so crack's done by then. I think they. I think some people are still smoking crack. It's very uncommon. Okay. I mean, no, I'm serious. I mean, I, I don't know. I do. I used to. Well, whatever. You used to smoke crack. No, but I. I mean, <laughs> I. I know the people that would smoke crack, and they don't. They don't. Well, smoke they crack. can anywhere. You know why? Because this guy got got arrested. Yeah. So no, it's because they they got rid of it, and they they made it the mandatory minimums for crack way more than coke, even though it's like the same. Compound. So I, it, it was something. It, he sold drugs, and yeah. then so basically they they pit, the public was like, this guy's a fucking preppy douche, right? That's that's how he came across. Yeah, he was. Well, he the thing about it that was also like. I guess got so much attention is, is he was really good looking and it was right. one of okay. the, it was almost like a Ted Bundy thing right. where like 
women were like into him even oh, though always. he yeah, was like he like murdered this girl um, did he do it like i know he was yeah no he did do was, it well is there any doubt is what i'm no saying no doubt no doubt so, a, so this documentary is not going to be it's about a question like, of whether it was an accident or it was intentional. right that's what i mean that's what i mean yeah. was there doubt that it was like premeditated there murder? was that was their whole case yeah. but the whole problem right. was that his story was like ridiculous his confession is online somewhere he's basically like i say he's like six four She's like five feet. She was like five feet to like a hundred pounds, and he's like, um, "Yeah, you know, I didn't want to have sex with her, and she kept like pushing me, and I was, and then she tied. He called it rough sex. That was the big thing. Um, that kind of became the term, and uh, saying that like while she was straddling him, he like pushed her off, and she hit her face on a rock. But then the whole thing was that, like, he she died, and then he just, like, went home and went to sleep. Okay, there you go. That's where it gets, like... <laughs> like, that was yeah. a big part of it, That's too. That's like, yeah. Could you imagine, like, killing someone, even if it was an accident, then just being able to go to sleep Yeah, right I, after that? And I was reading about <laughs> something about what really hurt him. Is during the trial, remember there was that the show... The videotape? A Current Affair aired this, this video of him at a party all drunk with these women... And then he had a Barbie doll, and he ripped the head off and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, he's doing. He's like, Mate. wait, what? Yeah. So a video, sir. Actually, it was after he he went to jail. Oh, was it? He what um, the fuck? There's a video. He's like at a party with some girls, and it's after it happened. He's like on trial, and he goes to the camera. He takes a Barbie doll, and he goes, "My name is," and he like twists the head and like twists it off, and and it comes off, and he goes, "I think I killed her." Yeah, no. Actually, that was really, oh yeah, God. that was a real. And then they're they're playing like charades. it wasn't after he got convicted though. They said it was when he was free on bail, so it it, it hit. Her. But the video came out after oh, okay. he was convicted. They did oh, it while see, he was I on see, trial, see, okay. so it didn't like. Because I do remember them being like, if this had come out during the trial, like it, it would have been. So yeah. Much oh worse. my God. And then there's a part in the tape where he's um. They're playing charades, and it's his turn, and it's death of a salesman, and he starts choking himself to death. So it's just sort of like <laughs> he clearly didn't have a lot of remorse. I he mean, was just making a lot of he choking. He was out partying on bail? What a fucking – like, don't do that. Trying to get off a murder charge? Well, yeah. Don't and, go out to a party. And the thing is, at the party, it's like five chicks <laughs> right. and him at the party. Of course. So and there's still chicks just hanging out with him. Chicks I, like hot guys. It doesn't matter even if they murder. <laughs> that just is what it is. But no, it, I know. I and know. His, and his defense for the selling the crack is that like, if you're a guy like that and you get out of prison, oh. you, you, your job options are very limited. Of course. You know right. I mean? So... You know, you kind of just go back. The other that. thing is, if because he's such a notorious figure, I think that they did everything they could, including the judge, to sentence him to as much. Right. He had already had one parole violation before the crack or not the crack, whatever thing. Maybe he was selling crack. He obviously wasn't making good decisions. He probably wasn't. But selling also at the, the best time, drugs. Yeah, and at the time he was convicted, New York was a very there was a lot of racial tension. And it was like a lot of black Thank people. Thank God that's gone. <laughs> a lot of black people going to jail for like smaller crimes or things like that. Yeah. So they wanted also to, you know, set an example with this guy. I, you- I always wonder because he did come off kind of like a feminine, you know, and like like what would jail would be like for that kind of a guy? He was big. Right. He was a big guy, but like when those guys are really famous and they're known for those crimes, do you think they they definitely get raped in jail? When they're famous, don't they get like protection? I feel like if they get protection, then I think, it's harder for I them. I think they do, but like, I also... Like, like Jeffrey Epstein protection? That kind of protection? No, that's, <laughs> that kind of protection is Hillary Clinton like killing someone. No, I think that they do, but I also think in jail, like the, the guards 
will go out of their way to not give them protection. Like they show in the Central Park Five movie that they mm-hmm. were like separate, mm-hmm. but they also show the guards like kind of putting them in situations where they knew they would get. I mean, I honestly up. think it depends on the prisons and the guards at that prison. Like, because you could mandate that someone gets protection, but then yeah, if the guard just doesn't like the guy and wants to just see him fucking suffer or whatever, I'm sure yeah. that they're just they they're able to look the other way. Yeah, I think it totally depends on the the jail. Like, I mean, they're they're kind of run privately and they're. It's not like there's this universal law, you know? Like, once you're in jail, I feel like they all operate, like, with their own rules, obviously. You know so. who played him in the movie? William Baldwin. Well, William Baldwin. Yeah, it was, like, his first uh, thing. Um, and also, this girl, Kim Walker, is in it that I, that I knew, that I grew up with. She was from Heather's. Oh, yeah, the one who died. Yeah, she died, but uh, she was in that, I remember. Um, and Lara Flynn Boyle plays the girl. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Levin. Um so I don't know. I, 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 I just saw that when I was leaving tonight, that that's coming on tonight, and they're because they keep advertising it. And so they must. You be- should watch it. I mean, you're into those true crime things, right? Uh, it depends. Yeah, kind of. It's good. It's a good story. Like, it's I mean, a very- it, it's starting to get like, all right, I've seen like enough of them. So like, if they're trying to paint this one, I mean, the way they do these true crime things is they, they kind of make it like, like they give the criminal basically like, they paint his side usually. That's usually how they've been doing these, these I true think, crime things. Well, I also think a big part of it is going to be um, going back to how New York was back at that time. Yeah, I'm sure, just like showing. the Central Park. And I, I, yeah, yeah exactly. lo- I love that stuff. I love that too because yeah. I remember. I remember and it was like really bad here. But like, also the thing is, is that that happened in a bar right where near where you live in this area. You know, back in the 80s, this was the shit, this area. Because, you know, like, you know how downtown... Like, in a good way? Yeah, in yeah, a good way. Yeah, Upper East Side. Yeah, yeah, Upper East Side was, like, the party area where, like, where downtown is right now. Back in the day, in the 80s, people didn't... You know, that people... You didn't go below 14th Street. It was, like, you know... Oh, yeah. Houston Street, I even remember years ago... You you would drive or walk down House Street. It was like a fucking. I didn't it was go like, below my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. Do you remember how bad Houston Street was? They were like fucking crack houses. First Avenue in Houston yeah. was like the, the those projects. I think are still there. Like we're Avenue are, D are, still has some pretty bad ones. Yeah, actually. like they're um, still bad. It is <laughs> that one. Yeah. Like stayed bad, but yeah. like I remember like Piss First Avenue floors. and like First yeah. Street was like. Crack, it was the Crack Central. Yeah. It was insane. So, yeah, below 14th Street was insane. Alphabet City was was a nightmare. I remember going, to, when I got out of college, my friends were like, oh, we're going to go to this bar in Alphabet City. And I was like, well, I'm not going there. Like, and, then I, and then I went there, and it wasn't that bad, but it was still kind of bad. But now it's like... You know, I, I t- no one's afraid to come here. There's too many. Like I don't. There's like no room here anymore. Have you noticed uh, that? Yeah. I can't walk down the street anymore. Yeah. Times Square, you can't even get on the street. Oh, fuck, fuck Times Square. I never yeah. go to Times Square. The, I mean, why would you ever go? The um, the trains. You just can't get on the train anymore. What's going to happen? Like in like ten years? Well, are they going to? I do- mean, have you seen like the videos in t- in Asia? They just fucking stuff people on the trains. It's way worse over there. I was in Asia on the train. Did you see those trains, though? Like in Japan, like where they literally, you have a tool where they push people 
into the train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can pull the video up. It's crazy. No, no, that's fine. I was in China, though, but I will say there, I was like, oh, these are better. This is better yeah. than New York. And China's like known for being too many people. Right. But mm-hmm. the problem is New York is such an old city, so everything was built such a long time ago. Yeah. So everything's like three feet. Like, the sidewalks are like three feet wide. <laughs> There's like... It's like it's like the cyclone we talked about that before. That roller coaster was made in whenever nineteen twenty. It's so small, and you can't. They yeah. can't expand it. They can't yeah. make the subways bigger. Yeah. No. So what the? F- I I I'm made. I th- I think I'm gonna have to like leave. I just can't. There's no room anymore. Well, people do die, and like when the baby boomers die, there's gonna be a lot less people. Uh, but let they don't die as much as people live so much longer now. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah especially yeah. New York, because I was watching some of that show. Uh, it was on Amazon Modern Love. Don't tell me. Ask why I was watching it. But you have you heard of the show? Why are we watching? Why are we watching? It? <laughs> Um, we know why you're watching. Yeah. Hey, do but, you like men? Yeah, but okay. anyway, you're but anyway, coming out. Yeah, but it was modern. Welcome. Love. It's 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 the New York Times has these stories where people talk about their relationships. Like it's always <laughs> you know, but, but it's not. It's Sorry. like always quirky, funny stories. Like so, each one is like eight episodes, and like Tina Fey's in one, and they have big stars in it. But the the big thing did you about, not find your remote control? <laughs> but the big thing about the show is yeah. that it, it's one of those shows like Sex in the City. That makes New York City look amazing. So everyone wants to come here. Yeah, everybody has an awesome apartment. Oh yeah, like you know right, I mean? right, yeah, 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 of course. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading like some of the user reviews of it, and as I'm reading the user reviews, people are going, "I'm moving to New York tomorrow." You know what I mean? Like this, and I'm like, this is this kind of shit. This is why people keep coming here because right. they think everyone's going to live in those fucking apartments. I know. Like, I miss those movies from the 70s yeah. where like New York just looked like a night. I remember in like like the early 80s seeing movies at home where you know I was like, oh my god, that looks like the worst. Uh, place in the world and, I, and then I, I realized that's where I live <laughs> like Death Wish I was like oh my god I'm never leaving the house again um, but I, they need more of those movies movies in the 70s just, like Taxi Driver well, the, just looked well, awful well the Joker was a, a revisit to right. that it was like I, I know it's Gotham but it was New York oh, yeah totally and, and, yeah. and it was dilapidated and well, the, yeah the, it was New York in like 81 or something well you ever see the movie Big yeah right yeah. so that's like 88 right and he he gets thrown out of the house and he runs into the city. He has only a few bucks in his pocket, so he stays at this hotel, crappy, you know, day rate ho- hotel. Yeah. And I'm every time I see that, I'm like, you know, even if that existed now, it would be three hundred dollars a night. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like now you watch, you're like, nice place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I'm like that when I watch movies about prison now. I'm like, wow, look at all that room <laughs> in that guy's cell. You ever see those documentaries about like Swedish prisons and Norway prisons? No, no. they're nice. Oh, they're amazing. You, oh, really? You, yeah, you want that? You want to be arrested in Norway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. I, I I had a, th- a thought recently. I was like, I think I have to leave here. It's just too. And now that I like. I'm not really like old, really, but like I'm getting. You know, I see really old people here, and they're just like, and, they can, and I'm like, God, oh yeah, man, up here, like, yeah. just get out of here. <laughs> they can't. They can't move. They, they, they just, what, yeah, their bones are all fucking like fragile. They can't. Why travel. didn't they move like a while ago? Yeah, well, know? you know, some of the, like some of these have rent control apartments. Yeah, they're yeah, not going to yeah, get a better yeah. deals anywhere else. Yep. You know? They keep them, <clears throat> and and then if you own a place, forget about it. Of course, you're staying. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these old people own places so and they can't move my grandpa cannot 
even go on vacation. He can't go anywhere. He's 88. He's no, I, I know. I guess I mean before that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about it now. So you mean like now? I mean, like, I'm not thinking like 40s. in the next like, year. I'm, t- I'm talking about, like, by the time I'm that age, I don't want to be, like, on the train going, no. <laughs> well, you want to be doing that somewhere in the in the mountains? Where do you want to be? <laughs> no, I just want to be near the beach or something. No. Just, <laughs> do old people moan all the time? Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, not... you know, they, they're not moving. And then you see these people that they're so overweight, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what are you... How well, are that's, you? That's a, you took a left turn there. That's everywhere. No, but I mean, like they can't move. You know, <laughs> no one, yeah, no one yeah. can move because there's this guy Every, there. I mean, it's a hacky thing, but I mean, all the time when I'm traveling or wherever, if you're sitting next to someone on a plane or a roller coaster where the guy's like 400 pounds, and yeah. it's like, I mean, you're, they're in your space, and it's like I'm not even like a dick or a judgmental guy. I won't say anything, but it's uncomfortable to sit next to someone who's literally pouring over into your seat no i mean it no. happens and, often. and they're doing it slowly like i saw a movie yesterday this is a good segue and like i was in the all the way in next to the wall and like people sat near me and like there was no room and i had to get up and go to the bathroom at one point and it was like you can't i had to just step on people because yeah. there's no you know that these theaters, they, they they every now and then they re they you know they redo them and they're just moving the seats closer. <laughs> so I'm like trying to I'm like excuse me and like everyone's really mad for some reason. Everyone has like nine bags with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like stepping yeah. on their bag and they're like oh, and I'm like move your fucking bag. I I like people need to go to the bathroom at some point. Yeah, and what he said too when it comes to like the over overweight people sometimes like you were saying like they're spilling over their seats. Yeah, and then you kind of give them a little push. You know, yeah, they're it, like, oh, I'm like, you know, you're the one who made the fucking bad life choices. Eating right, everything. right. Um, I've never, fortunately, I've never had that. But I, when I went to see this movie, this <clears> guy, <throat> like the big, the fucking the rock sat in front of me, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And when he like moved to like his arm, he like always was like hitting my leg. <laughs> he was in front of me. <laughs> he was still in t- hitting me in, in a seat in front of me. Where, where are you on uh, arm rest etiquette? I, I. I just kind of like let them have it. If there, it depends on the personality. Yeah, I'm not going to get into a war with someone. Like, if they're really aggressive, I kind of just move away. I just don't want to. I'm trying to like not get into fights with people <laughs> in like seats anymore. I used to like have it, and like, it just it's just bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm like, look, I'll move. I, when I went to China, the 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 seats were so small, oh, and yeah. I mean, it's like an 11 hour flight. I could barely fucking move. So I, I think what what's going on is there's there's more people, so they're making everything smaller slowly, and then I'm just realizing I have no room anymore anywhere. Like at a fucking movie, I can't get up well, to go to the, the bathroom. I mean, to be honest, some of these theaters, like the AMC ones with the big red seats, those are pretty spacious. Yeah, this is an AMC on Uptown Lincoln Square. That one doesn't have the big recliners. I Not literally, this one. <laughs> I, I when I and I never go to the movies, but when I went to see the Joker, I made sure. That they had the big red reclining chairs because, yeah. Then you have like a huge you're right. Space. That that one is that, it's worth that. The, whatever price that the only problem with that is because the seats are so big they sell out immediately because there's yeah, like four seats for the in movies the that people want to go to like right. the day of and yeah. then if you don't get a seat early you're in the front row. This I, why do they even make those front row seats? You yeah, can't see the movie. Yeah, they're brutal. Yeah, that's in that's, al- that's always been the case though. But like, wh- why haven't they figured out? Let's not put. 
these seats it's here. Capitalism. They could they could sell the seats. People are are still coming. <laughs> Have so. you ever seen a movie yes. in those seats? Yes. Well, you know those I pick theaters. I think we've talked about this once before. That those are the ones where the tickets are thirty dollars, but they give you a, like a blanket and a pillow and. Where Popcorn. here? There's one in the seaport. There's one near me in Jersey and stuff. They give like you that. a blanket. Yeah, and and then you get these great seats and stuff. But it's like the seats are thirty dollars, and they're not. They're not they're just get, all they give you is unlimited popcorn, which is really nothing. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to spend fifteen dollars, you can sit in the front. Well, like in the bad seat. Yeah. <laughs> with a blanket. No, you don't get a blanket. Oh, you got a blanket? Great. Yeah. How am I supposed to watch a movie I mean, with no blankets? How do you, you might as well wear a sign that says, I'm broke and cheap if you're sitting in that seat. That happened to me uh, when I went to see Avatar. We were in the front row. Yeah. I was on a date. It's not worth it. And I was like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. And so what I did was it was at Union Square where they always have like the movie in like yeah. eight different theaters. I just We just went to another showing. Yeah, you can Especially a movie like that. And this was so- before the picking seats thing, you know? It's a, uh, one sec. All right, so the movie I went to go see was Doctor Sleep, uh, the sequel to The Shining. You've, you guys, you've heard of it, right? Yeah. I've heard of it. Uh, I actually just did The Shining on my podcast, <clears throat> Kill You Last. Had you, uh, had you ever seen it before? The Shining? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, one of my favorite movies. Oh, it is? Yes. Um... If if they released The Shining today, do you think people would like be like, oh, it sucks? I'm sure there would be a a, a group of people that were like hating on it. But I think I, it would bomb. I think it would. It bomb. got bad reviews when it came out. Did yeah. it? Yeah, I was, it did. I was just reading those, about it. Yeah, yeah was, it's too abstract for people to like immediately love. It's very good. I mean, honestly, I think that it's one of the most beautifully shot films. Oh ever. yeah, yeah, Kubrick definitely. Yeah, yeah, but like even if I did, I think I saw it before I knew who Stanley Lee Kubrick was or what that meant. Right. And I was still just like unbelievable. It was scary, but it was beautiful, and it was. And then also, if you just as you get older and you watch it, um, you're like, "Oh, this movie isn't even about what's being said. It's more about what's being shown, and what's being shown is the real story." And it's like, it's very interesting because like, it's one of those movies you could just watch and watch and watch and rewatch and rewatch, and it's it's just enjoyable every time because it's not. You don't. There's it, yeah. There's not like a key line or anything like that. I mean, there's obviously famous lines, but it's not like you're hung. You're hanging on the dialogue Here's for the movie, Johnny. right? It, you're. It, it's, a, it's also a slow build up. Yeah, a good crescendo. It's beautiful. There's a lot of things. Well, the, you know, they talk about how a lot of things with Kubrick. Uh, there's a lot of things visually going on that your your subconscious is aware of. That's off putting, but you're yep. not consciously aware of it. Well, the hotel none doesn't the, make sense. Yeah, that none of the ghosts blink ever. There you go. They yeah. say. Really? Yeah. Yep. And there's a whole thing where like the 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 rooms don't make sense mathematically, and it messes with you. Even architecturally, you can't exist. Right. The wind. There's like windows where there shouldn't be a window, and and it was the first use of the um oh, the, uh, the steady cam. The steady cam. Yeah. And like so they, when and he's on the, uh, the tricycle. Wheel. Yeah. And and also uh, through the maze uh, when they're running through. Oh the maze. Yeah. yeah. And that's like such a th- that uh, imagery is so oh. scary when it's yep. like winter and he's running through the maze. Yeah. And that's another thing that wasn't in the Stephen King book. He a came lot up of with it that. wasn't. Yeah. 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 Um, so so if you love The Shining, like that going into this movie really will help. That helps this movie because it is very. You, you just you're kind of like oh cool like the shining again like it's not the shining but right. there's so many references and there's so many like easter eggs you know like in it that 
There's a scene where Ewan McGregor is being interviewed by someone and he's uh, in a, an office and it's exactly the office that uh, Jack Nicholson is in at the beginning uh, being interviewed cool. in. Um, but it's like things like that I feel like a lot of people won't notice. Um, there's one thing. It's because a lot of the older characters from the first one are in it again, but they're not, you know, obviously. Not the same actors. Yeah, but the which is obviously they can't do that. Scatman Crothers is in it? Like not, <laughs> no, but the guy, the character. He's in it, but it's a guy who just kind of looks like Scatman Crothers. They, they they recast every, you know, like the, um, and it's fine. Wait, with he's Scat- in it? He dies in The Shining. Yeah. He... He's oh, wow. Danny can talk to him. Oh yeah, because he could shine to him. Oh okay, yeah. And so uh, it makes sense with like Shelley Duvall and the kid and Scatman Crothers because you don't really, I don't know, they're not really famous. And it's not the iconic one is Jack Nicholson, and someone plays Jack Nicholson, and mm. it's a little like, hey. yeah, is it like someone doing a Nicholson impression? Not yeah. really. That's kind of right. what's good about it, but it's still like you're like it's not Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he kind of looks like you know who it is? Who? Kevin Pollock? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's uh, Henry Thomas. You know the kid from ET. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't know what he looks like now. He, they make him. They're shooting him from an angle. They do it in a good way, but still, there's like a couple. He's barely in it, so it's not that distracting. But it, I think that was one of the main things. I was like, eh, I don't know about that, and. And it, it, they're trying. He's he's trying to walk the line of making it like a, like The Shining, but also kind of like a mainstream movie. Mm. Um, and he does a really good job because it is like a mainstreamish movie, but it's like good. It's still that's like, interesting because The Shining. I don't think uh, is a, uh, although it I guess has mainstream like reverence. Like people love The Shining. It isn't a mainstream movie. It's no, not it's almost like an all. art film. It's an art. It's an art film. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a Kubrick horror film. Yeah. You know? like, the, yeah. And like I said, they took elements of the book and the movie, right? Because... Yeah. In fact, Stephen King like really loves it because he kind of does some things. He kind of takes things from the first Shining book and has them like in this. Yeah. Kind of to placate Stephen King. Actually, the director is amazing because he kind of like walks a fine line between like the you know Kubrick and like being more um you know sticking to the you know being more accurate of the Stephen King story that i would say is a success in its own if if he if he's able to stay true to like Kubrick's vision but also appease fucking Stephen King who's who's still upset with Kubrick somehow well now apparently did you re- Stephen King is now like oh well this has made me like rethink how i feel this about this movie about Kubrick yeah like it's kind of saying like it redeems the movie The Shining. I think because there's something from the book in The Shining that is in this movie that's not in the book Doctor Sleep, and he purposely, and it's kind of one of the worst parts. But he he and has do you not want to give it away or something. There's a part in the book The Shining. I know where, most of what happens in the book, and they have it in Stephen King's remake of it that which is awful. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's horrendous. A horrendous movie. And um where the dad is being taken over by the hotel and he's about to kill the kid and the kid's like, I know it's not you, that's just a mask. Ugh. Um that's in the book. <sighs> that's in this too, kind of, for like one scene. But it's not terror it's at the way end. 
It's 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 real. Like let me put it this way: I was going into it thinking it's going to be awful, and I was like watching it. I was like, "Wow, this is really good." No, I'm, I, I'm still hearing that it sounds like like it's making me want to see it. But the idea that that made like that's what Stephen King wants in the movie. It's like, dude, no, <laughs> Kubrick obviously made your story better. But wasn't the, the, yeah. like, the, what do you have to do that? Why do you have to make him this redeemable kind of guy? Well, like, I think though, because the original book was more about his struggles with alcohol. With alcoholism, right. Stephen King. That's right. what it is. Yeah, right. yeah. and right. actually, he 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 plays that up more in this, which is fine. I get it that that came from a place where you know Stephen King's real life, and but couldn't I don't. What bothers me about Stephen King. And he obviously he makes great stories, and and they, they sometimes and they, well they get yeah. adapted into great movies. They obviously sometimes. have he's able to tell a cool scary story. But what bothers me about him is that he can't accept that someone took his vision and made a different thing. It's okay that he made a different thing, right? Like this I, is this is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. You can't accept that he took a kernel of your story and made it different. It's I not, agree with that. The only thing I'll say is like I I've said that very thing, but. I was trying to see it from the perspective of if I created something, okay. and then some, and so if I'm that close to it, well, he and gave I, the rights to him. Though. No, no, no. I know, okay. I know. But okay. if if it's like you have such, it's like your baby, kind yes, of. Yes, yes, yes. And then it's kind of like no, I get that. It's I kind do. of like Stanley Kubrick marrying your baby. But what kind of an ego do you have? <laughs> and then like trying to kill him with an axe or something. Well, what kind of ego do you have to have to speak out years later about this fantastic movie that everyone loves? I would guarantee you, Stephen King has an insane. That's exactly what it ego. is. That's what yeah. turns me off about it. Is that I get, I can understand it's your baby and. You don't want anyone, you know, it affects you to see it, in, it told in a different way. But to publicly denounce it when it's loved yeah. is such a fucking like egotistical move. It's also it really funny that he's me. like, you know what? I like this one because you yeah, made it kind of shitty. It's just because <laughs> it's, it's shittier. Yeah. Like he just, I don't know. I guess he, I don't even know if the director did it purposely to placate Stephen King. But th- this is the the ending of this is very similar to the what happens in the ending of the book, The Shining, because. The end of the movie, The Shining, the hotel is still standing. The oh, end of yeah. the book, The Shining, the hotel burns down. Right, yes, I know. So if you can figure out what... But the the hotel part isn't until the very end of the movie. And I will say, because it's a good movie up until... I mean, and I think it, I think it falls apart a little bit when they go back to the hotel. But I will say... When Owen McGregor's like, okay, we have to go to this place, you're like, oh fuck, like it feels really. You're like, oh shit, because here we of go. the because of the uh, because of the shining. Yeah. You're like, they're going to the fucking overlook. Absolutely, it's like really exciting. Yeah, and they show they're driving at night. They show the exact shot from the opening of the shining with the helicopter shot. Yeah, they show yeah. that exact shot. And so that was like a cool like moment of like, oh, here I like we that go. they paid homage to the actual film in that way. Yeah, he does it in a great way, That's and he great. has all the things, and he has them just enough, not too much. Like he has the twins, oh great the girls, but yeah. not too much. Are they um, like, are they grown up now? Or are they? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, they, and that's, you know, they, and it all looks like the same. You know what I mean? It all that was kinda, the was that in the book, the twins? Yeah. In the the Shining, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole story Which was the beginning the... of like twins being creepy. I think after that, everyone kind of used that kind of trope. You know, like, I actually think you're yeah. right about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Twins are creepy. I'm sorry if you're a twin. You're if you're an identical twin, you're just creepy. You got to admit to Especially yourself. Especially if you're a twin who's been murdered by your dad. <laughs> um, you ever know any, any identical twins? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is fucking weird. Yeah. One guy I knew, he was like, yeah, we can almost like read each other's thoughts oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I know fraternal twins that could sort of like have premonitions, not premonitions, but like they know what the other one's going to say, like yeah. almost yeah. like that. Like I think if you're twins, even if you're fraternal twins, you have some sort of link like that. I have a friend. He's a, he's a fraternal twin twin with he has a sister yeah right. i always thought that was kind of weird well yeah i mean <laughs> but like a, a boy and a girl twin but you know what i mean it happens all the time yeah i know but that was the only experience i ever there's had. triplets where it's like two girls and one guy isn't that weird w- wouldn't you be so yeah. bummed two girls. that happens yeah. i'm pretty sure am i making that up i mean i'm assuming that's possible Do you think they ever have sex like that no, that's just wow yeah. i mean in porn for <laughs> yeah <sure>. probably <laughs> but no i mean i i, I think that happens yeah because obviously you could have fraternal twins that are boy and girl. Why wouldn't, wouldn't you be you so that? bummed if you were like married and you wanted to have a kid and then you had triplets? Wouldn't you just be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah. But, I mean, how would you like do that? You're like, oh, now we have three kids? It's like saying like, all right, I, I, I could put a down payment for a house. Finally, I made it. Yeah. I, could, I, I have you enough have money to, three to have houses. A, yeah, you're, you're in for three for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what, because what, you and if you fuck it up, you go to because jail. You're, because you and your wife waited too long. <laughs> or you took <laughs> to fertility pills. Yeah, yeah exactly. but what they never tell you, and it's usually from caused by fertility pills. Also, they, what people don't talk about a lot, but it happens a lot, is they go, well, you have three embryos. You want us to get rid of two of them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And people say yes a lot. Just no one really talks about it because it's an abortion, you know? Jeez. You know? That's fucked, though. I, I mean, that, 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 I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, especially, especially if you live here. Yeah. Or, no, no, I understand the practicality of it, but it just sucks that, like, you didn't decide to have three embryos. Someone's and now like, you have can to... you get rid of all of them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's what an abortion is. I know. I know. Okay, yeah. But yeah. that's like, the guy, that that's the, like the guy having the, the guy started the conversation. No, I'm just kidding. But I, you, I'm, people I'm sure usually take the Fertility pills are usually older, so they're not up for fucking having three kids at the same time. You know, I mean, not, yeah, not a yeah. lot of people are in general. But I, I know, mean, especially I, it, I can tell. I mean, there's people just having less kids. I mean, I think about it. my parents had three kids. I think about what a nightmare it must yeah. have fucking been. Yeah, no wonder that you know, like I was, I'm the youngest, and I always felt like they were kind of like ignoring me a lot. And yeah. I think they were just tired. They're probably yeah. tired. Yeah, and they're just like whatever. Well, the youngest always gets like the least strict parenting. Yeah. Because they don't care as much. I mean, or or they, they yeah, no, realize I felt that. Sure, yeah, me too. But well, not really. I, they they do, in a good way. I had that because my brother. I feel like was uh, you know. Could you ever feel that you were like the less? Like were you like? No, you no. Less? I kind of was the golden child, honestly. Uh, okay. Because I did good in school. My brother was like a burnout. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying. I'm not actually at like, times. What? Like I'm not saying like, oh, I'm amazing. I just like my brother was really. Sh- like really I look. Shitty. I had two older sisters. I've t- and I could tell th- now that I'm older. I look back at the dynamic and I, I. It always felt like because they were girls, they were always having these like crises. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was always like, oh, I don't know. and I would always just kind of like fade in the back because I didn't want to. And it actually it makes less sense why I'm like very afraid of like confrontation and like intimacy because i would always just see these like 
huge blowouts yeah. and i just i'm like ah, i would just kind of run off and like i i'd be like i'm gonna go get a sense of humor yeah <laughs> about this i try to make everyone uh okay and mediate everything because all all it was was my brother fighting with my parents oh. and he was just fucking up left and right i kind of just ran mm-hmm. away well you have you had two other siblings so you could kind of fade into the back it was just me and my brother so it was different like i feel like yeah yeah you can't hide when it's just you know? I, the only time i really got attention was when i got in trouble that was a I think I'm in therapy, so <laughs> and I'm also a comedian. So like, it, it finally dawned on me: if you're a comedian, something like went wrong. Yes, yes. You, I mean, you didn't realize that early on. I think I no. I think Look I tried. I think I tried to deny it for a while, but like not me. <laughs> like, well, I think had... I was like, no, I'm just funny. <laughs> yeah, but nah, nah. something is wrong. I mean, not like <laughs> not like horribly, but like, yeah, obviously, something was missing. Like yeah, a big hole it, because bad. You know, stand up so hard. So for you to keep doing it, yeah, it's like something is wrong. Yeah, Nor- a normal person would be like, I, I, I've had. I remember having shows early on. I was like, a normal person wouldn't keep doing this. Yeah. Oh, I'm in that. You know what I mean? Right now, I feel like. I mean, yeah. yeah. How I many have, times I do, do want to quit? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have fun shows, sure, but like, do you want to quit a lot? Well. No. I mean, I try to no. keep myself away from shows that make me want to quit now. Yeah, that's smart. You know, because it's like... You can tell what they're going to be. Yeah. Like, when you first start out, you're like, I'll fucking do any show. I don't care. I want the stage time. Yeah. Then, you've been doing it for a while, you know. Then you start to see certain shows. It's the middle of January. There's two people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And no one speaks English. And you're like... and you. You don't really you don't get anything out of those shows. I went I mean, to when sh- you first start, you do because you need stage time. Yeah, but after a while, it's just a diminishing returns. You're not. So how'd not you a- do on that show? With the two <laughs> people who speak English. Yeah. Well, the show I did tonight had probably like eight, and most of them didn't speak English. You know? I, I went to a sh- I, did, I wasn't on, but I went mm-hmm. to a show the other night at a bar. Someone was like, "Oh, I'm doing the show," and I was like, "It was right near where I lived," and I went. And where, I, where was it? I'm just curious. It was at um, the Apollo. No, yeah. it was um. A beauty bar. Oh yeah, and nothing yeah. against the show, but it was just like there wasn't really anyone there. There's a lot of shows that run at beauty bar, so you're not in. Trouble yeah, there. it wasn't really anyone. It just kind of brought me back to like when I had done shows like that a lot, and I was like, and I had a, and I wasn't even on the show, but like my friend was like, oh, you know, I bet you they'll put you on, and I remember I was like, I don't, no. I don't even want to get on. Like yeah. what, like what am I doing here? Like what is this? Um, and I wasn't drinking, and it was just, and I looked back at like. Though when I would do those shows a lot, and like, of course, I in the past I would have like I would have like drank, and right. I, it just would have been bad, you know what I mean? So I made it. It was good. I I had a very like. My friend was like, "Oh, I'm up in a couple." I was like, "You know what? I, I gotta go." Yeah, like I sometimes can't. you just gotta not do it. Yeah, man. or just yeah. even like not even be there. I yeah. was like, "I just don't. I can't be." This is really bumming me out. There are some small shows though that like you know like for some reason you're like, "Oh, it's still gonna be good," and it is. Yeah, you yeah. know. Like at Old Man Hustle, sometimes it's like because that's such a small, small. No, it's, it doesn't. Space. It's not the size. It's sometimes it's also like it, it's who's the in setup. the setup. It's the setup yeah. too. It's like who's running this thing? Yeah. Is is this like a real show? Like, yeah, or, or, I just did it, Old Man Hustle for the first time, and it was a good show. It, Surprise! Yeah, yeah, I did. Because I got there, I was like, "This is the fucking place." Yeah. yeah, yeah, but everyone tells you it's tiny. I mean, you no, no one had told me. I really? Didn't know. Oh, I could have told you that. Yeah, right, well. but there's little tricks because tonight the show I was on. Because sometimes in the city, the thing that sometimes fucks you up is you'll get people from different countries all the time. All right, so, but tonight on this show that I did, there were some New Yorkers in there. And I found the trick is is these the foreigners they don't really understand you, but if you make the Americans laugh, they just start laughing because they think, oh, this is 
Right. It's a New York comedy. Yeah, and yeah, they, they yeah. think it's funny. But yeah. sometimes comics, and I've made the mistake a lot, they try to make the foreigners <laughs> laugh. And they don't really understand them. Yeah. So and they just keep and then they they're bombing. That's so weird. Stuff. It's weird yeah. and it's way to go. It's weird and that certain foreigners are good. You could go after Australians. They right. laugh. They love it. Uh, sometimes English people are pretty good. English people, no English. Anyone who's a native English language, speaker is, English, is pretty they're good. fine. I'm talking yeah. about tonight. The show is French. There's a lot. French of is terrible. You know, Germans the absolute worst. You know, Germans are not a funny people. I don't know yeah. if you know about their history. Not, I've heard a little bit. <laughs> not funny. Yeah. I've heard some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 that's true. Recently, I've just even, if I go to a show and it really is a bummer of a show, I'm like, yeah. I just have to leave. It's it's almost like um, like uh, going, when you're a sober person going to a bar, you're like, I can't be yeah. here. This is bumming me. This is bad. I'm getting a bad. And it was like really bumming me out. And I was like, I'm, I, the only way I can stay here is if I get drunk yeah. and I'm not. And then I remember that's what I did like when I was y- younger in a, in a comedian. I was like, yeah, let's just get drunk. Yeah, it's Monday. All right. You're like, yeah, we're doing it. And then... Uh, and then you look at the numbers and you're like, I was on stage for five minutes and I got drunk for seven hours after that. You know what <laughs> but I mean? also like – It's like not productive. And, and it's, sometimes you're like, it's just not worth doing comedy. Like yeah. it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, this, you know, this is what I love to do. And it's like, yeah, but this is a nightmare. Yeah. Like sometimes, you, you know, you just shouldn't do what you love to do, you well, know? If it's awful, if it's making you unhappy, right? Yeah. Does, does that make sense? No, that's like a fine – that's the thing I struggle with with stand-up a lot is like – yeah, it's a thing you love to do, but what if you're doing it and it's so miserable, mm. right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It can be a really miserable thing. Oh, it certainly can be. But I mean, I think that sometimes the good or the good sets and the good opportunities kind of can outweigh some of those bad ones, right? Well, the, or maybe the, I'm coming from well, a no, very Well, no, the bad part is that you'll have a really good show and then that yeah. ropes you back in. Well, why is that bad, though? Because it's kind of like trying, it's like trying to get out of the mob or something, and then well, there's, and there's certain you, ha- you know you stay in the mob. And I, I have this. Joke. I mean, I've been doing it a long time. I know, so yeah. but, I, but I have this joke with this other comic we talk about because there's certain shows that are so good, right? Yeah. And then there's certain comics who are on these shows who are not good, of course. and they do really well. Yeah. And they're like almost you could see they're on the verge of quitting. But then they're on this one great show, and they're like, "I guess I'll stick it out for another year, at least." That yeah. could, that could make someone go for another fucking four years. Yeah. yeah. So me and this other guy, we always talk about like, "Oh, this is the show that'll keep this person in the business for another two years." Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. That's that's rough. Or you'll do a show and you'll do really well, and then someone, like one of those people, will do well, and you're like, "Oh, this doesn't count." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's the word. Like, oh, I thought I did well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like hooking up with a hot chick and finding out that she's just a slut. Yeah, yeah it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah. Oh, you just it's fuck not, everybody. That's a great analogy. Yeah, the audience <laughs> is just a slut. I thought I was good with women. You're just a horrible person. That's why it's bad when you're performed to ever just stay and watch the rest of the show, even though people you do because only two things could happen: you bomb. And then you get off, and you see other people do well. Do you do? Do you ever or, do that? Or you do, or you do well, and then everyone does well. Does well? No, you know? no. There is the third when you do well, well and, and people, people don't. Do right? Well. Yeah, that, yeah, that happens. But it does happen. It does happen. What I'm saying is, is that those things 
sometimes hurt you. I mean, you feel really good when you do well and everyone else is But you don't feel as good as you feel bad. Yeah, 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 for sure, you know. I do that sometimes. Like, if I'll do badly, I'll stay to watch some people to see how they do. True. dude. And then if if the guy after me does bad, I'm like, all right. And you could kind of tell if if it was your fault or if it was, like, a little bit on the crowd. You know what I mean? Take it from me. I run shows, and sometimes I'll book someone, and I'll come late. And sometimes the comic will be good, especially if they're good. And they and they're sitting in the back, and I'm like, "Do they go on already?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, well, "I wonder why they're in the room." And then I know, yeah, because they bombed. Yeah, and yeah. they want to see if it's them or it's the fucking room, you know? Yeah, especially a good comic will always. Stay yeah, in the room. yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that, and then um, I've had it where like they, someone kills, yeah. like, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Well, let me wait one more, yeah. see how he does," and then and um, then you justify it to yourself. You're like, "Oh, that audience just likes jokes about not yeah, yeah. F- food. I don't yeah. have any food jokes." Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Also, though, if you go up early, like a lot of times the rooms like kind of still like oh, in disarray. Yeah. Early is tough. Yeah, yeah, of course. I do love when I go up. A- a- everyone's coming off. They're like they're they're tight. They suck. And then you go up and you're like, oh, they're yeah. pretty good for me. And then you just watch. Yeah, I That's actually a pretty good feeling. I usually do really well in those shows. Yeah, you're when good. everyone's bombing because uh, I, it's like I'm really good when there's just no pressure. Yeah, because I'm yeah. just like everyone's yeah. bombing. What do I have to? Li-? And then I'll just when I'm really loose, I just because and I've done that a lot. Where like, um, uh, I did a show years ago. Sam Morell used to run, and um, I did that one. I think. I f- yeah, it was. I, I forgot where it was. He ran. I think he did it with. No, it was like. It was down the village. Oh, okay. And I remember everyone was bombing. Like, Sam went up and bombed really bad. He was like. And people were like doing that thing where they were getting mad at the crowd. Oh, I know that show. I did do that show. And, he, and like, Sam was like, you know, this is bullshit. You know, I, and, I, and I just didn't care. And I went up and I fucking killed. Nice. And like, and I remember Sam afterwards, like, oh my God, man, that was like amazing. And I was like, I know. <laughs> no, but I was like, I just didn't care. I didn't no, really I feel like there's shit. no pressure when that, sometimes I like when the shows are bad because then you, yeah, yeah. all you can do is fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was that. Can I bring up one quick story or? No. All right. No, all right. what, what, what? No, because it's just in the news and it's going to be in the next few days. It's just these, this Astros thing. I know it's sports. Oh yeah. I want to talk about that. Um, but I'll just make it real quick. So the Houston Astros that were, they were in the world series this year. They did lose, but someone, an ex player admitted that they were cheating a lot. Like well, how- well, it's mm-hmm. just a, just a quick thing. Um, They've been good for the past like two or three years, yeah. and this story I think actually takes place in the 2017. Season. It does when they yeah. beat the Yankees. Yes. Yeah. So, so what they've happened? been they've been good, and they were they're of late, but they are not a historically like amazing. No, team. no, but people they, like rooting for them though. Because, no, and it comes down to this basically is that they were stealing signs, which you know is like you, yeah, you know when the pitcher is going to throw, and you're allowed to do that in baseball. The thing is, is when you use a camera to do it. This they, is what the, the Patriots got in trouble for too. But this is even worse because okay, so 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 just to baseball stealing signs uh, traditionally, even in little league when I used to play, if you're on second base. And you could see the signs. You could see uh, the yeah. the catcher wiggling his finger. That usually means a, a, an off-speed pitch is coming. You say, like, the guy's first name instead of his last name, and that signals to the batter that an off-speed pitch is coming. You say his last name, that's a fastball or yeah. something like that. And that's kind of accepted as part of the game. Yeah. If you have a guy in second, you could see the catcher. But they were using from center field, from the stadium, using a camera on, on Zoom, finding the signs, and then someone would have a feed in the dugout see it on the TV and then make a banging so that loud enough that the batter would hear so that as the pitches were coming in, he would be able to tell if it's going to be a curveball or if it's going to be a, like, where was the camera? 
it was it was center field center field and, it and, was and so in. they could only do it at a, at a home, home game. yeah so exactly. and, and the astros are very good at home then. but that is like the, you'd have to be so on the ball with that right yeah but no because it's gonna happen like so cl- fast it was like clockwork yeah they probably have signals and, so, so well, that just the, came yeah. out i mean yeah. like re- contact to somebody about the signs maybe no they were banging they it was were, a loud bang yeah you know, the banging came from center field and or, you said no i like, think the dugout because the feed went into the clubhouse. right so it was a feed to the dugout yes right, right. yes so are they gonna get in trouble who said oh, that? well yeah. i heard now that they could lose draft picks and stuff but it's how did it come out what one of the it was a reporter yeah this one website now that does a lot of muckraking and sports they uh they interviewed a, a guy who used to be on the team he's like yeah they do it he's like he and he's like he warned when he was traded from the astros he warned other teams that he went to they cheat you know do other what do you think other teams do other that? teams do that yeah i think it's i think it's maybe a different version of it right. but this is like the most egregious it's, version it's of bad. like techno using technology to cheat because okay the pats that's the example the patriots Historically, uh, it's it's very famous. Uh, I think it was like ten years ago at this point. Uh, it was called Spygate, and I don't know if you remember this. Uh, no. Tom. So Spygate was Belichick was still the coach, and Tom Brady was still the quarterback. So this was ten years ago, but they were still like, yeah, you know, there. They were still winning and every year. They were they were they were um, filming co- uh, signals that like the defense would use and the coaches would use from the sideline. The difference between that. Is that they couldn't act on it in real time? Yeah, they were recording like evidence basically, and then at the very worst, they could review it at halftime and then make adjustments for the second half. But this is different because literally, as the batter's up right. at the plate, he has this advantage. It's kind of a brilliant idea. It is so brilliant. That's why I'm so fascinated. But you, by know what, this. you know what? They were getting away with it, and they won. They yeah. won the World Series. Yeah. I read this tweet. Amazing. I read this tweet from. One, I love it. From Cheaters I, never win. Look, I've hated. I've hated baseball's been so boring the last like 20 years of my life. But this actually got me excited. Yeah. Learn, like, well, there was a, there was a player who tweeted about it uh, today, and he, he's not in the Ashes, but he said basically he's like, I mean. There's so much money involved in the sports. He goes, players, you know, baseball has hard rules about PEDs and stuff. Of course. And they're still taking them because, you know what, you, you, there's so much money on the table. Didn't, like, Chris Rock used to have a joke about that where he's like, if there was a pill I could take to make me funnier or yeah. comics could take That's to hilarious. make them funnier, everyone would do it. Of course. Right, you right. Know? So it's like you can't really stop. It's just like who really cheats the best. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah after a certain point. Um, I mean, you see like, these comedians who are joke thieves, and they get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's arguably more egregious. Yeah. Yeah, because you still have to be able to hit a fucking baseball, which is one of the hardest things yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, you know what's Yeah, going. that was the big thing with the steroids, where they were like, Mark McGuire. Right. But it's like, dude, still, no, man. Like, still hitting a fucking... To, uh, I hate hitting how, those fastballs? Jesus Barry Christ. Barry Bonds is one of the best hitters of all time longevity and when he was juiced up hitting the home runs he's one of the best baseball players of all time i hate that the baseball is so they have such a stick up their ass that they don't acknowledge it and because he cheated or whatever they didn't even prove it but like they won't give him the credit you know like that he really kind of deserved he was like the babe Ruth, and there was no rules against it at the time really so it's like stupid and i like how football does it football everyone's juiced everyone's on steroids and they randomly suspend people every now and then but they never make a news story about it. It's never a big deal. Guys get four game suspensions, and then it's it's over. Yeah, yeah but plus baseball, in football, they usually know when they're going to be tested. 
You know, they'll do with the randoms occasionally. But, but you see those known. guys and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, really? You're on- well, because in baseball, <laughs> you, just you just look like that. Well, you don't need to be as like football. Everyone's jacked. So yeah. you stick out if you're super jacked in baseball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And in football, yeah. you almost need to be or you're going to get killed. You're going to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. You have to be just as jacked as someone else. I mean, it's right, kind of right. dangerous yeah. to not be. Yeah. No, I thought everyone turned on football years ago about because everyone was like getting concussions and stuff. Remember? Well, I mean, people are still kind of saying that. Um, yeah. You know, I'm wearing a uh, a Yankees jersey. Yeah, why is that? Because I, um, you know, I I made a rap song and I like shot a video for it over the weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, and I, I and it's you know it's based on my the night the title of my album New York Funny. So the name of the song is New York Funny. Look out for that. Um, and uh, but it's so funny because I I bought this and I I remembered why I never wear like sports things because I did a show right after I did the video and right when I get on stage this guy's like yeah you look like a fucking Yankees fan <laughs> right when I get on stage and yeah. I was like Jesus like people just yell things at you when yeah. you wear well that's I like feel, sports things but that, you must have been able to play off that and make it funny right I that's did such an but, aggressive thing to do no I did but I mean I don't want you know. I just gotten on stage and, and guys are already yelling at me. Like I can do crowd work and stuff and and handle hecklers, but I don't want I don't want to do it. Oh, I but like even it. just like on the street, like I remember I used to wear a Yankees hat and people would be like, "Uh, yeah, they fucking suck tonight," and I'll forget I have the hat on. I'm like, what? And then um, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. So that's I I remember people just like. For sports, especially like I guess if you're in the t- the town, even if you're not in the town, you know what I mean. They like they like confront you about you know what I mean. No one does it with like other clothing articles. <laughs> no, of course not. No yeah. one's like, hey, blue, yeah, <laughs> it's a tribal thing. Fucking yeah. blue, yeah. It's like you support this team. <laughs> Fucking that- blue sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was like, oh, fuck. I, uh, and I, I just told someone that story right before I went on stage. I was like, oh, people yell at you. And then I got on stage and the, and the guy yelled at me. Are you guys what, texting was each the, other? I mean, what, Where was the place? <laughs> Danger Fields. No, no. How long have we been doing? A while? Uh, fi- no, 56 minutes. All right, cool. We can, we can wrap no, it up. No, certain places, what I'm saying, are probably more conducive to that type of element. Talk. It was like, like if you did it like the Lower East Side, no one, they wouldn't even know what that. Shirt they wouldn't is. know what it meant, yeah. yeah. But like the, they, they were, and then this other guy started yelling at me. Like I think I said something back, like, "Oh, I look like a Yankees fan. Why? Because I'm wearing a Yankees jersey." That's funny, yeah. Yeah, but it was one of those hecklers that like they lose, but then they just keep going. And then the guy said, "This, this is my favorite thing they say when they go. Eh, I'm just trying to help you out, buddy." <laughs> Even though I was like doing well, I was like, "How is this helping me?" <laughs> Clearly, it's not. <laughs> like, but it's just like, how are you that stupid? Then I come off stage, he like hugs me. I'm like, dude, oh, what the God. fuck, you idiot! So you punch him in the fucking head. Yeah, and that's nice. why. Huge. That's why a lot of these hecklers now they're not like they really do think that, and they'll come up to you and 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 say, like, nah, "I was just fucking around." Ooh, like tag teaming it, me and you. you know? That's what I I think that's another thing that, that's annoyed me about comedy recently. I feel like I do a lot of shows, and this is just in a lot of clubs where like you run into crowds who don't understand a comedy show. Yeah, don't under they don't know how to like. A lot of times you're not in front of like like people who really like comedy. Yeah. Like, you know, say what you will about the alt scene, like when that was big, but like the alt scene I really liked because it was like true they went they went there because they were fans right. of comedy and they like knew the comedians and they like liked it. 
This is a lot of like I don't know what who are these crowds you're talking about? Just random New York crowds that are yeah, like, like in a club, just yeah, like a yeah. club. Well, crowd. that's gonna. Well, a, I think that's always been the case. No, though. I think Not it's worse now because there's so many shows now and there's so many clubs. Okay, and everything's getting diluted. So you got you have a, and also because of the cellar and they got twenty rooms over there. Right. That the a lot of the big comedy fans are going. They're there. going there. So yeah. everyone else is kind of left with some comedy fans, but people who are also like. Well, this was also pull, like a show where someone. You know, people. There were newer people on the show, and yeah. they brought their friends. Oh, okay. So well, they that, had like that's ten people. Yeah, and those people were like never. Some of them have never been to a show in their lives. Yeah, that, right. That, and yeah. they think that that you yell at people. <laughs> I gotta say, if you do a show at the stand, there's real comedy fans there. Uh, no, there I are, did the yeah. best best fans I ever performed in front of was Skankfest this past July. Uh, the fucking ninety people. They all got it. Yeah. They don't know who I am, and they shut the fuck up for me. And and they, and they they love dirty and they like well, that's clean. When, yeah, and that's they, when comedy, they were true comedy fans. Yeah. It was really awesome. And so, so much of it, so much of it is there. like people being excited to be there. Exactly. You know? That's no, why shows always have to start. Strong, no, there's you know? scenes that like have their audience and that. Yes. But, but a lot of club shows aren't like that. If you just go to a yes, a miscellaneous club, they're show. just like that's yeah. why I think comedy be- can become such a bummer because you're like. Sure. You're kind of trying to do something like, and I, there's some room. Well, that's why, that, though, I emphasize the shows have to start strong because if it's a, just a neutral audience, and you're gonna lo- yeah. the show is lives or dies in the first 15 minutes, basically. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and like, I'll do I'll do shows where like, like I won't do well, and it's almost better to not do well. It's a crowd that you're like, well, if this crowd likes me, yeah. then I'm in trouble. Yeah. And I, you didn't realize that, young, you know, when I first started comedy, like the whole thing was like, well, they killed. Like, look at him. He's killing. And like, you don't understand, like, there's bad killing and good yeah. killing. There's people who are killing who are just the worst comedians in the. Like, I thought you this see recently, that a lot in a lot of places outside the city. Oh, right. yeah, totally. People the get road. away with fucking murder and you're like and they're destroying and you're doing like, OK, but then you're like, yeah, but if and you've sometimes seen it. So these guys go into the city and they get their oh, they yeah. get their asses kicked like asses like and they're doing like kind of jokes from the 80s things are things that are very I mean yeah. racial or ethnic kind of but sure. not, not even funny in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking the mic or something. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or like. Yeah, you can tell when someone is is really really bad. Um, and I guess it took me a couple of years to to realize that killing isn't what it's all about. Because I, I I had that thought recently that like I used to know these idiots early on who would just always tell tell me how they never bombed. You know, I'd never bomb. And I yeah. was like, really? That just tells me you're like bad. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like first of all, like first of all, it's not true. No. Like you're bad. I know you've bombed. And then the idea of like that if you bomb, you're a bad comedian. Like no, I think if you never bomb, someone who never bombs is probably not a good comedian. Right. Because well, it's, it's someone who can't tell when they're bombing. I mean, that's that's what that it's delusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, li- yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, I've killed, and it's like no. No one laughed. I mean, because I see it all the time when people are like, yeah, you know, it went pretty well, but I did this. And it's like, dude, nobody laughed. I have the opposite. Like, if I, like, really kill, I can tell. Yeah. But I'll have sets where I'm like, oh, that was horrible. And they're like, no, it was good. I'm like, no, it's the worst. Yeah. Um, and I've seen really good comedians come off after doing well and be like, oh, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no. And, like, they did well. So it's it's. I kind of measure now how I feel up there. Because sometimes you just feel really good up there. And maybe you're not killing. You're doing well, though. But you're like, I feel everything's working. I'm kind of riffing well. I'm like thinking. Yeah, and I started taping myself. I didn't do that for a long time. Yeah, I'm doing that again. And I I started taping myself. And I found that 
like there will be times where like I don't do well and I'll watch it and I'm like this is fucking hilarious yeah. like and I'm just like this is just a bad crowd right and it, it showed me I'm like there there used to be so many bits I would just give up on immediately now I like um yeah like killing is just not a some of the greatest comedians in the world like almost didn't like killing you know what I mean no. and some of the comics who really destroy kill but they kind of do it in the wrong way. People yeah, are, there's like a wrong way to kill. Right. In the city especially, they're kind of they can be pariahs in a way. Some of the clubs will still book them. Right. But then, you know, like, cuz cuz comics sometimes don't want to have to follow that either. And good you comedians know? can tell someone who's bad yeah. and does well. Yeah, yeah. Like a good comedian will know like even if someone bombs, they'll be like they're good. Right. right. Um because there's certain things comedians can do could also f- angry up the room you know one of the things is like in the middle of a show of a comic i feel does too much crowd work you know and he starts killing with it but it's like all crowd work yeah then he kind of sets the audience in this place where like oh this is what the show is now fucking judah friedlander yeah but he he's but, like unfollowable but, but that's the thing is but like he, but his, his, his thing is all that so it's like and i but not i know that, I, I had to follow him once after that oh my god it was, it was like the worst but he doesn't do it in a bad way because he it's all he has pre jokes in his mind no i know yeah, but he yeah. he does he he can turn a crowd into like it's hard to follow. When they're done, when he's done, the crowd's like, "Oh, cool! This is the show now." <laughs> and I once followed him. And I was like, I, I wasn't very. I was like four or five years into comedy, and I was like, you know, I was pretty good, but I was like, I can't. I don't. I'm not going to know what to do. And I got up there, and fucking, they just didn't want to hear jokes. Yeah. And then I tried to make fun of what he did, and I did like. And it totally backfired. I was like, hey, where are you from? What are you, like, uh, Arab? Where's your bomb? Like, I said something like that as, like, a joke, making fun of that, and, like, dead silence. Oh, man. Um, It was so fucking bad. But I don't even even think (laughs) it... Hey, where's your bomb? But I don't think they knew that I was doing it as, like, a joke. Because everyone had been doing that joke about that guy. And so I did it in a, a, a... in a way that was like making fun of everyone doing that, but yeah. they didn't get that. Yeah. They were like, "Wait, everyone said that." Yeah, and I couldn't stop and be like, "No." But what happens? He had just—I've seen this happen. He, the room had just been destroyed. Yeah. It was like I had to go up. It was like I was the 80th person at the gangbang, or something. <laughs> and I went. I and I went to bang her after fucking you yeah. know Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> And I was just like, hey, what's up? Um, she's like, you're not even going to do crowd work? <laughs> Anybody have any questions? That's Judah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, and I, I think he's great. I, I don't even think of him as like that. Question. Because he's got a stupid Next question. He's got a, he's got a yeah. honed down thing. That's like his thing. You know? No, no I, I know. No, I'm talking about no, guys I who don't. Sh- Next question. Guys who shoot from the hip and that like they kind of, and they kind of do hat. I, don't, I like, shoot from my foot. I don't <laughs> shoot from my hip. <laughs> but the thing is, so he, fucking easy but everyone thinks he's... Everyone thinks that's what he's doing, right? Well, and I mean, you, I can't do that because he's these are worked out, and they don't right, know that. So right. they're like, "Well, this guy's not doing it as good as." Yes, he did. I am. Next question. <laughs> he, he has a little bit of improv and and pre written, obviously. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's, he's totally very talented. Yeah. That's the thing, and he and I think he uncovers things. His his, yeah. his character has been developed over twenty twenty five years of doing it. I mean, he's, no, I, no, he's. I there was a time I, I thought he was like. The, I mean, he the best. is. His yeah. special on Netflix is phenomenal it's it's yeah. an hour and a half and that's way too long 
but not for no, that I know. He's, it's great. He's great. Plus, yeah. he doesn't piss off the crowd. Like certain those, no. some of those guys who do that crowd, kind of crowd work, they piss off the crowds. They rile yeah. him up. And it's like, you know, you're kind of taken to the audience in a place. Yeah. If it's early, maybe in the show it'll be. But if it's late and they're drunk and you have to go on after that, you got your work cut out for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're all riled up and you actually have to kind of lift your energy level up a lot after that, something like that. All right. I think we have to wrap this right. up. That was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please buy my album. <laughs> Or just give it a lot of streams. Or just stream it. Go to Pandora and listen to it. Spotify? Is it going to be on Spotify too? Yeah, it's on everything. It'll probably be on Sirius a few times. Sirius, yeah. Yeah. Spotify, Pandora. It's called New York Funny. New York Funny. Tom McCaffrey. Number two on iTunes right now. Baby. All right. Thank you, everybody. Take some getting used to Chain snatching, ain't have it Gotta get it Same from Brownsville to Brain British Fatherless child, mama put double shit So the number runners was the only one to hang with it Before you know it, I'm in the game Bang fit it Fit no orangutans Piddle kidnaps like oranges I'm dangerous Tell me what the name of this Dodger them, I jack, I rob, I sin, oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson, set when I run base, I dodge the pen, lucky me, lucky Lee, they didn't get me, now when I bring the nets, I'm the Black Branch Ricky, from Brooklyn Corners, burning branches of... Spread love, Biggie, Brooklyn, hippie, I pity the fool with jewels like Mr. T. With no history in my barrow, they borrow. With no intentions of returning tomorrow. The sun don't come out for many, like Annie, half orphan. Mama never had an abortion, Papa sort of did. Still I managed to live, I go hard, I owe it all to the crib. Now please tell me, what the f*** is harder than this?